0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The
1: whole gang is here. Bobby's working on a news story. It says Brian Wilson's pet parrot. Is that the Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys? I
2: don't know. We'll have to listen to find out. It
3: must be, yeah. Oh, be
1: very intrigued. Uh, that's all on the way. one 405 Dr. Debbie's answering your questions. We have Maria. Hi, Maria.
3: Hi,
4: how are you doing,
5: Maria? Uh-huh.
4: All right. Um, I have a question. I have a thirteen-year-old Papillon. We've never boarded him, and I went and checked out the boarding place, and I'm worried that he's, he's real nervous. What are some of the things okay. that I should do? Oh,
3: great question. I mean, because I think a lot of people go through this type of thing. How how is his general demeanor? How does he do in new situations around new people?
4: Uh, he's just he's very nervous. If he sneezes, he'll shake.
3: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, so you don't want to clap your hands and get them all worked up there.
4: That's all it takes. And the the, the, the kennel that I looked at, they board like big dogs like Huskies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my concern is, you know, he's so old and he's got cataracts and that kind of stuff and they have an open area. What are some of the things that I should kind of tell the guy?
3: Okay, very good. Now, a couple things that I would certainly recommend. One is if we have a way to have what they would call a quiet room, um, I would prefer that for him. Um, Some kennels, they have a kind of a group area where big dogs and small dogs are all housed together, and that really can be a little intimidating for small dogs. So I prefer them to be actually housed separately if possible. Um, If they can do that, that would be a big plus. Now, one thing I would do is I'd suggest um, basically a dry run ahead of time and basically um, we do this here at my office where if we have a new boarder where they're not really familiar with the situation, the building, I like to have them come in and have them spend a few hours at the office where they get to the familiarity where the, where the pets walk, um, meet the people in the, in the kennel care situation because that really helps to build a relationship for the pet and helps them to kind of feel a little bit more at ease. So um, I would see if they might do a day boarding situation for you there. And um is your doggy is um your dog kennel trained or crate trained?
4: He's crate trained and I was gonna take the crate so that he'd have a safe place to go. Mm-hmm. Um no. and That's take a blanket. Very good.
3: Yeah, and you'll definitely have to kind of follow with whatever rules they have. But if you're allowed to bring those items, anything that helps to make him feel more comfortable and more at home. Um, And I try to also make sure we stick to schedules and find out what the kennel's schedule is, when do they feed, when do they walk. And if possible, make sure your schedule's kind of close to that. So if we keep up those repetitions, we know this time is where we're going to go for a potty walk, we're going to get food at this time. Um, That is a little bit more easy. Uh, makes it a little bit easier transition for the individual pet when they're kind of put in this kind of noisy, scary situation. Um, and some dogs thrive on it, and you know, you'd be surprised. Some dogs just really, they love the group interaction, they hear the other dogs barking, and they really can have a good time with it. Um, one other thing you might try, and we can certainly, um, you know I'm a big fan of using pheromones, and this is an indication where we can use a, a collar that has the scent hormone or pheromone impregnated in it, and it basically helps to release a calming hormone uh, for the individual pet. And that might help to make a transition in this new environment. So uh, I'd give that a whirl as well.
4: Where would I find one of those at?
3: You can find a collar like that, a pheromone collar, pretty much at any uh, pet stores, um, any major pet stores, and then as well as at your veterinary office. So uh, I'd uh, you know, give that a whirl. Okay, well, thank you very much. Okay, I hope that boring visit goes well. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Do you have a dog or a cat or a bird? Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405.
1: Bobby, what have we got coming up in the news?
6: We are going to take a look at the winner of the UK's Pet Fit Club Championship. This dog lost a lot of weight.
7: I'll tell you about it. Coming up in the news. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
8: This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that?
1: You can do whatever you want. Oh, God
8: bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your
9: animal. I love it.
1: You do so good early in the morning. (laughs) I'm so caffeinated
9: right now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together.
1: Uh, You're (laughs) awesome. It's Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, still in the break room. But he'll be answering your questions in just a couple of minutes. Dr. Debbie, getting in place right there. I think this is the second week in a row you haven't worn a coat, a white coat. Hey, I I like to throw out the caution to the wind here. Be a little rebel. You really really are. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner. She's actually practicing in the corner her communication skills. Vinnie Penn, uh, Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk. She has t-shirt giveaways today. Oh, I love free
2: clothes. Me too. I love t-shirts. Goody,
1: goody. And Bobby has a story. She's working on a story about uh, hamsters and vacuum cleaners. No, it's not what you think. okay?
2: They don't mix.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to listen to find out. Let's, uh, Let's answer some questions with Vlade. He's on his way in. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405
10: 8405 Hi, who's
1: this? This is Evan. Hey, Evan, how you doing?
10: I'm doing really good today.
1: Oh, good. Hello. I'm glad to hear that.
10: <laughs> Evan, thank you so much for calling to the annual radio. You sound very intelligent person. What do you do for a living?
11: I am an owner-operator, Vlade, and I much appreciate the, um, the kudos on that.
10: Yeah, you, you know, I'm like a psychic hotline. I can mentally figure out who is calling me. You sound like you're you're from FBI or something like this. I thought I did something wrong on the radio. They already went after me, <laughs> but it's okay. So, what state you are from? I'm from
11: Minnesota.
10: Ah, uh, Minnesota. I I never been in Minnesota. But oh. I, it's a wonderful state. I mean, I love California already. It's just too hot. I'm the sweat area. Oh, it. then
1: you'll love Minnesota. <laughs> a cold, it gets a little bit cold there, doesn't it?
10: Yeah, you know, like I like a little bit more cooler weather, like back in Russia, you know? Uh, <laughs> I like Absolutely. It. Yes. Okay. Uh, so how can I help you?
11: Yes, yeah, I've got a, a miniature pincher, and she's about three years old.
5: Mm-hmm. She, and
11: i she has a really bad developed a really bad habit um when we stop to let her out of the truck mm-hmm. she has a bad habit of um like pulling on the leash where i where I get concerned oh. of uh her choking mm-hmm. and so we can get into a pro- appropriate place to uh let her um mm-hmm. get outside the truck and and uh feel a little freedom mm-hmm and I need to keep control of her but I get concerned of her pulling and tugging on the leash okay. trying to get to the to like the walking area
10: okay uh, you know this is the this is the so easy dilemma you deal with, uh, with this is one of my strongest point how to teach your dog uh, stop uh, pulling on the leash and walk with you next to your leg in less than five minutes. And you know, a lot of times, probably you hear something radio in less than five minutes, and less than five... And you, we never <laughs> believe in that anymore, yeah. yes? But in the reality, it is. You know, you guys yourself saw it, how I do it. Yeah. And now let me describe you very quickly how to do it. And you also can go on uh, YouTube and type Vladi, which is spells V-L-A, D like dog, A, like apple, Eleg like Edward, Vladi. And you can come up with a bunch of videos, free videos, which shows some type of the techniques how i using to teach the dog walk on the loose leash without pulling literally in a couple of minutes. So you need to get the proper equipment. Uh, the color which you're using must be smallest prong color and pitch color of German version, which is the highest quality, will never harm your dog, will never scratch your dog. With the quick release Germans pinch color comps, they're normally mimicking the doggy mom's teeth, and you can get very tiny, very small of them, so it's not gonna look nasty, and such and such. Uh, And after that, has a six-foot leather leash, make sure the leash is slack, and let your dog just go wherever the dog wants to go, before the leash tights, momentarily turn around in the opposite directions, and, uh, Little like slightly with the left hand, do that like, flick, like snap, create that. See, the way how we're using the leash, it is just uh, uh, like an element of communication, it's not the compuls- compulsion device or compulsion techniques. You're just using surprise factor, surprise create attention, attention create respect. You have a respect, you can teach. So, the dog goes in one direction, you turn around, snap the leash, the dog goes back to you. The dog was the leader, he became follower, and you just kneel down and say good boy praise a couple of times so reverse directions do every time opposite what the dog does the dog is ahead you reverse you snap you praise the dog is ahead you reverse you snap you praise do it a couple of times he will stay next to you and like a baby make sure before you do anything of this type of the maneuvers look at the YouTube uh, because it sounds easy but it has some type of details involved okay
11: Thank you very much, Vladi. You are on YouTube right now as we speak actually. So I do appreciate
10: your time. You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank you. I wish you would be in California in Southern California right now because if somebody from who is hearing me right now and you are having you dealing, you you fighting losing battle with your pets who is taking you for a walk and barking nonstop and chewing you out of your house. I can come to your home, you believe it or not, and it's very affordable and the uh, fixed you you fix the problems in your pets behavior problems all that you need to do just call us you can always email to the Animal Radio and they will direct you to the right phone number actually
1: we'll put all that information up at AnimalRadio.com and of course you can email Vlade personally at Vlade V-L-A-D-A-E at AnimalRadio.com
7: we have more Animal Radio on the way you're listening to Animal Radio you can learn more at AnimalRadio.com log on learn more
12: Veterinarians warn dog owners of poisonous mushrooms. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Veterinarians in our country's high country have warned dog owners about poisonous mushrooms that make dogs seem like they're drunk. The recent moisture in many parts of the high country has given way to a healthy amethyst mushroom population, but the only one problem is they're toxic and quite dangerous to dogs. Carol Padlick of Dillon, Colorado said she was worried when her dog Elway ate a yellowish brown mushroom and it had white spots on it. She said he was stumbling and he'd get up and walk a few steps and would fall over, Padlick said. There's many mushrooms up here. It's been so wet this year that they're growing even on the trails and everywhere you look. Veterinarians at the Alpine Veterinary Practice in Dillon, Colorado have seen six cases in two weeks they linked the mushrooms to the condition since most of the dog owners actually saw their dogs eat mushrooms. Dr. Gretchen Norton says for us it's pretty much an epidemic. Signs generally start within 30 minutes to six hours of the dog eating the mushrooms. Mild symptoms are that the dog may be nauseous, it may be salivating profusely, and it may actually vomit and many times have diarrhea. The poison affects the dog's neurological system causing tremors seizures and kidney failure they also walk like they're drunk and this is technically called ataxia that's your new word for the day they certainly can die from eating mushrooms so the recommendation for prevention is to keep your dog on a leash when walking on trails near where mushrooms are growing Elway had to spend two nights in a Denver hospital getting his system flushed out and being closely monitored veterinarians who practice in mountain communities say It's hard to know for sure which mushrooms cause the animals to be so sick, so therefore, it's best to just avoid them all. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio.
7: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
13: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that
1: comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com.
6: When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every. Every ingredient, and most importantly, made sure it drove our dogs' taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown Canine Caviar is holistic, allergen free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com.
13: Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman
7: saved a cat today.
13: Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with details. DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets.
7: Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet
11: listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio.
1: Animal Radio. Oh, if you could only see the studios now as we all clamor to get to our microphone (laughs) in time. Dr. Debbie, on the way to answer your uh, medical questions, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. And we have a bunch of these DNA tests to give away. If you don't get through today... Yeah, I know you are looking down at your radio. The DNA thing again. Yeah, the DNA saga continues here at Animal Radio. We still don't know what the Stunt Chihuahua is. I don't know what we're going to call her when we find out she's not the Stunt Chihuahua. We're giving away these tests, and if you want to pick up one, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. Giving away a whole bunch right there at the website if you don't get through on the phones today. We have uh, Melissa on the phone. Hey, Melissa. Hi,
14: how are you?
1: Very good. Where are you calling from?
14: Um,
8: Right now I'm in Missouri.
1: Are you a driver?
8: Yes, I'm a lady trucker.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love lady truckers.
8: Oh, great.
1: Hey, listen, it says here that you're calling here for one of these DNA tests.
8: Yes, yes, I have a little story about my dog, Winston. Tell us. So I'm a lady trucker, and I've uh, always managed to pick up these strays along the way, and my last stray was a uh, Boston Terrier Pipple mix named Gabby. I was at home on hiatus for a short while, and unfortunately my dog Gabby got hit by a car on a day that the highway was closed down for all the weird things, and I lost her.
14: And so I was
8: terribly conflicted about going to a shelter right away and getting another dog or or waiting to see if, you know, somebody was giving away puppies or what exactly I should do. And I finally told my boyfriend, I said, you know, I'm just going to let God handle this one. I had to go back out on the road. I left. Two weeks later, he calls me He says, um... God was here last night and left something for you. <laughs> oh, oh, goody, what is it? <laughs> does it have four legs? And he said, yes, it does, and it's big and white and fluffy. And <laughs> no, That's all you know. You
1: don't know what kind of dog it is.
8: No, I really don't. Um, I have had my vet guess, maybe some American Eskimo. It To me, it looks like a pure white Irish setter with a collie face, if you can picture that. No very odd, but um, sounds like him it might be some
6: Kuvas? <laughs> is that what you think there? Kuvas, yeah, because it's a very different, it, it, obviously a blend, but it sounds like a very cool dog. Yeah.
8: And I would really love to know what it is because I've had such a, uh, it's what the guesses from people have run the gamut
14: and I'm just really curious. <laughs>
1: well, let's find out for sure. I have a DNA breed identification test from Bioped Vet Lab for you. Uh, you'll, Wonderful. Uh, you'll take one of these swabs, rub it around and uh, what's his name? Winston? Dictated,
6: I didn't. Okay. you will rub it around in
1: Winston's mouth for 10 seconds. Is that correct? That's what we did. Yeah. 10 seconds. You'll mail this back. You'll get results in about two weeks, and you've got to call us back. Let us know what happened, okay?
14: Oh, I'd love to. I'd oh. love to. I
8: could email you some pictures of him, too. That would be
1: great. I'd love to post nice. those at the website. Yes. Okay. Hold on for one second there. one 405 8405 Bobby, what have we got coming up in the news?
6: We are going to take a look at the winner of the UK's Pet Fit Club Championship. This dog lost a lot of weight. I'll tell you about it. Coming up in the news. 1-866-405-8405. We have, uh, is it
1: uh, Lucy on the phone? Hey, Lucy.
15: Hi, how you doing? Hi-ya Thank you thorn. for having me.
1: Where are you calling from, Lucy?
15: I'm in Pennsylvania, Bushkill Fall. I'm always listening because I'm an animal lover of all animals.
10: Ooh. Okay, she has the same accent like I have,
15: sort of. Where are you from? Originally from Cuba. From Cuba.
10: Wow. Well, it's like a Russian friends were anyway, so you know. Yeah, and they still are. <laughs> so can shake Italian,
15: her French, English, and Spanish.
10: Wow! 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 You, you,
1: wow. Yeah, I barely have a. Uh, he
15: can barely speak English. English. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Lucy, you're on with Doctor Debbie.
15: Oh my God! I have a big question for Doctor Debbie. Okay. We own three chitsus. And my baby, uh, the youngest one, is Spike Rambo. And he's seven years, one month old. Okay. And he started having like some congestion. And I took him to the bed. We always use uh, Newton Veterinarian Hospital in New Jersey. And he had been there since uh, two weeks old. So December 11 is when we start having the problem. We went there and we saw his bed, and uh, he had an exam uh, of x-rays, uh, pre-anesthesia tests, antibiotic injection. He gave me a uh, Clavamox, 125 milligrams, and uh, we bring him back home. We tried, and nothing improved. December 18, we went back there. He had a complete blood count, and he gave me batrial 68 milligrams, and we started with that treatment. Then December 29, he have another blood count, and he gave me trimenol uh, Femme 120 milligrams, and that's what we are right now he said that he have like an infection or on his uh, gums and that was creating that but during the night he is totally congested and he he is well this is gonna sound funny but i'm gonna imitate him he go <laughs> he cannot actually breathe well he he tried to open his little mouth to breathe and and i Clean his nose, I even put a little bit of saline solution like a baby, but it, it really don't work good. And okay. I don't see that much improvement. Uh, I'm following everything they say, but I'm, I'm concerned that, that he's not reacting as good as he's supposed to.
3: Okay. So it sounds like you've had a lot um, diagnostically done to try to figure out with things. So did they say comfortably that we are um, dealing with, like, a pneumonia infection, or is no, that not necessary. not say
15: anything about pneumonia, and that's what I'm afraid, because I know they can catch pneumonia. Okay. And the blood count no. is another issue. When we took it the first time and they made the pre-anesthetic test, they got everything in there because they were going to you know clean his teeth and do all the things and the blood count it was what 20 very high very high like 20,000 then the second time went to uh 16 and then stayed right there on 16 so I'm afraid my 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 well I call it my baby my baby have something that they are not clearly done even though when we had the blood test they said everything they taste for okay now and originally
3: when you first started having the problems you you described that kind of sound that kind of congested sound are we doing any actual coughing like a
15: (laughs) kind of thing or is it more the (laughs) kind of sound yeah that kind of sound and his knees like a person he said, oh, you are allergic to me, baby. He goes, I uh-huh. oh, sure, I sure. And then when he sneezes, uh, it's a little bit discharged from his nostril. And now this another thing that it worries me tremendously is mm-hmm. that in the discharge, like a little flames is, is, is like he have some blood in there.
3: Okay. Well, some of this is a little difficult to say because, um, seeing x rays and seeing all of the lab work in front of me would, would be really kind of helpful. Now, if we're assuming that other than the high white count and, um, what you're describing as happening, um, that if we, our heart is good, we're not having any signs of a heart related problem and we've got more of a respiratory concern, yeah, you know, it is possible we'd be worried about something lower in the lungs, but, but for some of the weird breathing sounds, kind of what the reverse sneezing sound is, if people are familiar with that, it kind of sounds like, um, almost an asthma attack for a dog. It's that kind of sound. It almost is a fit that they have. For dogs that do a lot of that, um, I look up to the sinus area. So, um, you know, their suggestion to kind of look at the teeth isn't a bad idea, um, because sometimes we can have Bad teeth that, because those little roots of the teeth go up into the sinus area, that can really create a respiratory problem just from some bum teeth inside there. So Before that might that's be. That's
15: Debbie. He had. That's one of the things I will brush their teeth, their tooth, to, the teeth to everybody. I have three, uh, and I and and he had bad breath, and now the bad breath improved, but. But it's nothing that, but he still had like that congestion.
3: Yeah, and I would say, you know, some of even the bad odor to his mouth, that will improve on antibiotics and that's just kind of a short-term type thing. So I would say that, you know, we'll want to check those teeth and I would probably want to clean those. If we're worried about a congestion type thing, kind of more of a, a sinus or a, a almost an upper respiratory problem, then I often will use some different antihistamines to help alleviate some of those signs. So that might be a possibility as well, but when you describe blood coming up, that always gets my little radar up because there really shouldn't be any blood coming out of a, a nose area for any good reason other than a dog running into a door um, because if there's blood coming out of any kind of nasal discharge it really tells us we're looking for either infection or we're looking for a tumor, or we're looking for some other bleeding-type problem. So I would say that there's other tests beyond, um, you know, having a dental procedure, but there's a lot that can be seen in doing a very thorough oral exam and even a nasal exam with a pet under anesthesia.
15: Okay, uh, uh, one thing that I always watch is that he's, he still have his appetite tremendous appetite he is the heaviest <laughs> one of all twenty seven pound twenty seven pound five ounces and he but he's so he's you know he's always perking up and now he's kind of uh, uh slow down to his normal being and and all that uh, and this is something that is really worries. you know, we are mommy and daddy, as a matter of fact Daddy's is here listening to you too and he's so concerned can he just say something to you please? Yes, sure, go right ahead
16: Yes,
17: Dr. Debbie, this is Joe um, Hi Originally, about three weeks ago the reason we took him, because he was very listless, he was sleeping all the time he had no energy, that's what started we took him to the vet they had x-rays, they did blood tests, they said they had a, uh, an infection, and uh, they started on the antibiotics. But this is three weeks now. Now he's got, he's got pep back, but he still has that, what my wife was describing. So we're going to call the, the, our vet uh, Monday and uh, let him know. He said if the blood's coming out of one nose, he's concerned. If it's coming out of both, well, I didn't understand that, but that's what he had said.
3: It still bothers me either which way. I, I really would say that nasal bleeding, it, it really makes me very concerned. So I would, I would get them back in there so they can take a peek. And it sounds like you guys are very attentive parents. So, you know, I I can sense your concern. And I I think you're heading along the right path. We'll definitely need to kind of maybe look a little bit more structurally into that nose area, into the back of the throat. And I I think that, you know, we'll get some answers. Sometimes that road to the diagnosis is a crooked and pebbled road. So hang in there, work with your veterinarian. It's a teamwork effort.
1: Radio, one 405 Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions, and Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, with your behavior questions, and I must state, these are uh, animal behavior, we did have someone call a little bit earlier about their kids, it was 10 minutes before we ever figured out they were talking about humans, we gave them some bad advice.
16: You're
6: not supposed to use a shop caller on children, no, no,
1: don't do that, um, Animalradio.com is a great website if you haven't checked it out recently. This is what it says here. It says, push the website right here. Okay, animalradio.com. Check it out. That's where you're going to find a bunch of these DNA breed identification tests we've been talking about all morning. You have a whole bunch to give away. As well as uh, some of those pet emergency pocket guides and resources to find a veterinarian or browse an adoptable pet in your area. Can you tell this is the first time I've read this copy? <laughs>
18: it very well.
1: Animalradio.com.
18: This is an Animal Radio news update
6: brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. If you were in a restaurant and someone was choking, you probably know what to do. But what if your pet was in the same kind of distress? Would you know how to save them? the American Red Cross offers special classes for pet owners that cover first aid for cats and dogs, including CPR classes. Most Red Cross chapters offer the pet first aid classes about six times each year. They also charge just a small fee, but there is also a DVD and book available, about 15 bucks a piece, that covers everything for you as well. And the classes are divided into dog and cat first aid. Police in Kenner, Louisiana, pulled over what they thought was a speeding suspect. Turns out not only was the 18-year-old man exceeding the speed limit, he was hauling butt on a suspended license without his seatbelt. And those were the least of his problems. According to the Times-Picayune, when police took a closer look in the car, they found $27,000 worth of stolen property, a marijuana cigarette, and a small dog on the front seat. The driver couldn't tell the officers anything about the dog, including its name. Police took the pooch to a local vet that was listed on the tags. Turns out the dog had been stolen during an earlier home burglary. The dog's been sent home. The suspect has been sent to jail. Hmm. Following up on a story we brought you in November about Porky Pets going on a diet for a veterinary charity in England. The winner of the slimmest pet competition is Keno the Labrador from Plymouth. The Black Lab was crowned Pet Fit Club champ after he dropped 22 pounds on a 100-day diet designed by vets. Keno beat out four other dogs and one fat cat by eating properly and exercising. PDSA, the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals of the Poor, is the UK's leading veterinary charity founded in 1917. The organization of vets came up with the content to encourage healthier habits after canine obesity rose 9% last year in the U.K. alone. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com.
18: This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading.
19: Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments.
1: Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888 551
5: 7788 Dogs or cats, horse or emu, people too. when police rescued an african gray parrot from a tokyo rooftop they had no idea where he came from the parrot spent a night at the police station and then was transferred to a nearby veterinary hospital according to the police the parrot hadn't said a word but a couple days into his stay with the vet he suddenly said i'm mr yosuke nakamura he then recited his full address and entertained the staff by singing some songs the police checked the address and found Yusuke's very relieved family who explained that they had been teaching the parrot his name and address for about 2 years, which sounds a lot more useful than Pollywana Cracker. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
1: It's Animal Radio, one 405 Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. Dr. Debbie, you know, of course, that we've retested the stunt chihuahua, which may not be as... No results. And have yet. we gotten the results not, yet? Not yet. Any
2: day now.
1: Uh, but people are asking us why we think it's so darned important. And the, <laughs> the, the truth is that if you know what breed your animal is, you can sort of see what they might be predisposed to diseases that might be in their future is that correct?
3: you got it. And it is so true because it is valuable information for any pet owner to know what the breed background is. Because I can give you a list of different things between one breed to another and uh, you know things you might need to really watch out for. So uh, I think it's
1: very important. Of course, we have more of those DNA tests to give away at the website at animalradio.com. If you just don't know what kind of animal you have and you want to... We've been trying to figure out since <laughs> what? September. September. We haven't had a lot of success yet, but we're working on it. We'll let you know results to win any day now. I believe we have Jackie on the phone. Hi, Jackie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you?
20: Uh, right now I'm in Seligman, Arizona.
1: You are on with Dr. Debbie.
20: Hi. I have a little boy, Yorkie. He's two and a half years old. And when we were home last month, he ended up in the hospital for gastroenteritis.
2: Okay. Wow.
20: And they had him on IVs because he was getting dehydrated. Now, his mood and everything was great, but he, he was vomiting, and when he did that, two times that morning I took him into the vet by looking at the pink around his eye. They Mm -hmm. discovered that and with the blood work that he was dehydrated. So he stayed for a day and a half and he's still not quite up to par. I mean, he's not, he's on prescription ID diet and Mm -hmm. when he isn't eating, I'm allowed to give him canned chicken and chicken broth. But sometimes he still just gets like in a funk where he doesn't, you know, he's just kind of sad or depressed, he's not getting people food at all anymore.
3: Okay, was that's- he getting people food before? He was. Alright, and did they, when when he was hospitalized, um, did they do any laboratory tests, x-rays, and did they find anything significant if they did?
20: Well, the blood was very thick, and they said that he was in the beginning of kidney failure because of the dehydration thickening the blood.
3: Mm-hmm.
20: Does that sound right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, did and they say. Right.
20: Oh, I'm sorry, go
3: ahead. It, oh, I was just going to say, anything about fats or um, any kind of uh, high fats in his blood?
20: Oh, uh, no, I don't remember that.
3: Okay. I'm um, not to All give right. him
20: any. He's not. He's supposed to be on a low-fat diet. No more fats, no more people food. He what, We were told we were allowed to give him little bits of bread because he really likes his carbs. And, um,
3: actually, <laughs> he's not a napkin's yes. dog then, huh? <laughs> no, he
20: likes his carbs like his mom. But he... <laughs> I gave him probably four tiny little pinches off of a bun yesterday, and he threw it up that night.
3: Oh, no. Okay. So we're really not out of this first bout of uh, gastroenteritis. Has he had other GI problems prior to that?
20: No. I mean, he's vomited here and there, but nothing that scared me like it did when I took him in.
3: Yeah, I just get the feeling that maybe we haven't quite gotten to the bottom of his problem. Um, Because gastroenteritis is a a big, broad term. And inside of that category, there's Oodles of things that can cause gastroenteritis from you know things that we feed, uh, whether they're too rich and they just cause some stomach unrest, um, to um, you know viruses, bacteria, even structural problems. And I've had some small dogs that can have problems with uh, the outflow of their stomach being kind of compressed, uh, whether that's from something stuck in there like uh, a toy or an item, um, or if there's just an, an anatomic narrowing in the stomach. So there can be some weird things there, and and my gut feeling here, uh, no joke there, um, is that I think we need to maybe revisit this issue and and see a little bit more. Because if this was just a plain old acute gastritis, I think we'd be done and over with by now. Um, And especially since you said that he had um, some borderline on kidney failure that to me also brings up some concerns with um, a disease called Addison's disease which um, can cause a lot of frequent vomiting diarrhea about sometimes which aren't, aren't always that serious but can also present where the pet has test results that look like they might be having kidney damage so that might be something and I think that um, you know if you have this ongoing problem I would address that with your veterinarian um, and uh, that one of the things they might do is to do some follow-up blood work and maybe Even check for something like that disease. The other thing that I wouldn't want to miss anything, and and maybe they've already done it, is to make sure that we have done um, some thorough fecal testing for parasites. They um, did do that. They did, good.
20: No, no parasite.
3: Because that is definitely a, um, something you don't want to not spend that $30 on that fecal test and miss that, because um, a lot of types of worms can cause both vomiting and diarrhea. So, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, that food idea is it's a good general gastroenteritis food, but if, if he's not interested in it all the time and if he's really not holding it down, yeah, let, let's get him back to the vet. Okay.
20: Well, we'll be home next week, and he needs to go back in for a shot, so should I... I
3: hold off on shop. yeah, I would definitely wait on that. I'm um, not a fan of vaccinating a pet if there's you know some other problem or concern going on, so yeah, I'd wait till he's fully healthy on that so
20: but I can still give him his heartworm and um, flea medicine's topical, but the uh, heartworm medicine, I can still give him that.
3: You know, I would probably wait on that. If it's just a matter of a week, I'd hold off on that because anything we give him by mouth, if he vomits it, then you don't know. Is that a contributing factor or how much of that did he actually get in? Do you have to repeat the dosage at another time? So I just put it on the shelf for a little bit until you get back and you can get to your vet. Okay. Well, thank you for the call, Jackie. I hope things turn out okay there. This is Dr. Debbie. If you have a question, give us a call here. We're ready for you at one 405 8405
0: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com.
12: Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray!
11: For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio.
1: The Pet Expo is coming to the Greater Reading Expo Center. All your favorite pets under one roof: dogs, cats, birds, reptiles, horses, ferrets, and pot-bellied pigs. Hey, cat lovers, don't miss the AACE Cat Show. You like large cats? How about a 400-pound Bengal tiger? Or marvel at the high-flying performance dogs. Watch the rare and ancient breed dog show. See the rainforest reptile shows. And kids enjoy the petting zoo and pony rides. Check out the great show prices on pet products and accessories. It's all at the Pet Expo at the Great. Reading Expo Center. March 20th through 22nd at the Greater Reading Expo Center.
18: Angel's Eyes Tear Stain Eliminator. The first tear stain product to be formulated for dogs and cats. Angel's Eyes is a permanent solution to tear stains working from the inside out. Angel's Eyes is added to your pet's food or water preventing the stain before it can begin. Angel's Eyes is perfectly safe to use. It is made in the USA of USA ingredients containing no dyes or wheat. Angel's Eyes is 100% guaranteed when used as directed. See for yourself. Go to www.angeleyesonline.com and check out the results. Angel's Eyes will have your pet going from tear to clear in no time at all.
13: Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Phyto friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you.
0: Woof!
1: you're just joining us it's animal radio during the break judy was telling us that she wanted to get a hamster put it in one of those little plastic balls and let the cats chase it around
6: (laughs) of course i have little radio control cars to chase around my cats so really is that what (laughs) you do it's fun until the point where they decide that they're bigger than the machine and they just swat it and pretty much there goes your little investment
2: it was fun for our first 15 seconds
6: that's a, And that's about how long they last, too. And especially when you have the cat, the slice of Slater, who's... I, I don't know how much he weighs, but he's just huge. So he just sits on things he shouldn't sit on and breaks <laughs> them. But we love him, even though he doesn't live here. <laughs> you just think he did. He's adopted you. He has. He absolutely has. Does he ever go home? When his mom calls me on the phone... Asking is Slater over there? Because she's been out back calling for the past hour, and the cat is sound asleep in my living room. If you ask the cat where it lived, where would it say? Slater's answer: Anywhere I want. Come on. <laughs>
2: well, maybe we can get uh, Slater on with Joy and find out what's really going on. Okay,
6: that'd be really funny. Yeah. Find
2: out what's going on over at his house. Maybe there's something going on over there.
6: Oh no, because there's because I know these people, and they're not. They adopted two kitties. Slater was one of them. The other is Peanut. Peanut is the perfect kitty. She never does anything bad, and Slater beats the crap out of her.
1: Do you think these animals that Joy talks to? Do you think they freak out like, "Whoa, there's a human talking to me"? Yeah, because well, no, because you're you. I'm asking you, Judy. I'm asking you. Tell me how this whole animal communication thing works. Well, I'm sure, a little bit freaks, of a skeptic.
2: It freaks them out because a little. you know they talk to us all the time, but we don't get it. And then finally, someone breaks through and talks to them. Yeah. They're freaked. Most of them, you know, there's been some that won't talk back, but most of them will talk back. I love the
6: ones that swear. Yeah. 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 Swearing birds.
0: (laughs)
21: Hey, it's party animal time on Animal Radio. Vinny Penn coming at you. All right, so those of you who have been following the party animal segment all this time know that I live in Connecticut, getting a lot of snow this winter. But I got to tell you something. Before Christmas... At one point, I got very creative. I noticed some weird footprints in the snow in front of my house. And I grabbed my daughter and I lifted her up and I said, Do you see those footprints over there? And she was, her eyes went wide. And I said, I think it's a reindeer. And I was very proud of myself. I was quick and I pointed, I'm like, They're staking out the house. Santa sent a reindeer to stake out a house to bring all your gifts. Well, now here it is, long past Christmas. And these footprints. I really can't trace what the animal is, but the other day I saw them leading up and around behind the shed. And my daughter spotted them. And she said, is the reindeer coming back? And I said, no, and quite frankly, Daddy's a little worried. And she said, well, go behind the shed and, and see what it is. Now, I looked at the footprint. i got to take a picture. I'm going to talk to the gang at Animal Radio and see if I can take a picture of this footprint. And maybe we can post it on the Animal Radio site and you people can tell me what it is. If you ask me, I think it's a gigantic raccoon. It's like a half raccoon, half bear. That's what I think. And I will never go... Behind the shed. If my daughter ran by, hey, Daddy, I'm going to go and find out. I would just yell, You're on your own. Let me know what it is. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio.
7: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio, 1 866 405
1: 8405. Judy exercising your producer skills and duties, telling me to keep it tight. <laughs> and I'm already straying from it right now just by simply I telling know, me I know. I've got a schedule to keep here. Sorry about that. I wanna, He's got to cut his mouth. I, I really do. I wanted to mention this really fast. It's that time of year where we all have to go out and get flea medication for a lot of us in the country where it's, it's springing up. And uh, you actually had to do this just the other day.
2: Yes, I did. I got some of the Frontline Plus for good, my cat.
1: Good medication. Good
2: medication. You know, and I just mm-hmm. want to mention that uh, I was looking to find it, you know, a little bit cheaper. See where I could, you know, cut some costs on it. And I found it on eBay. At a really good price, and when I went to the eBay, yes, when I went to the product and started reading in depth, I found out why it was a really good price.
0: Why was it a good price?
2: Well, they said it wasn't in the little individual packets. First of all, that it was in a large dose, which Mm -hmm. I was a little concerned there. And then when I read, it said break it up and just use a few drops at a time, and. It was dog for a large dog, and they were advising people to purchase it for a cat and break it up.
3: Uh Mm
1: -hmm. You probably see a lot of these over poisoning cases down there at the clinic, huh, Doc?
3: Yeah, and you just got to be so careful with the Internet. It's a great source of information, but sometimes, you know, cost cost saving isn't always the, the best motivator. You know, keep your pet's health and safe.
1: And yeah. most oh. importantly, don't put dog flea medicine on a cat and Never. make sure that your weights are all in line there, right? Absolutely. I didn't even go to medical school, and I can tell you that. <laughs> hey, Ada, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Where are you?
9: Warnersville, Pennsylvania.
1: Be- are you listening on XM or on uh, EEU? Very good. How can we help you today?
9: Well, my uh, grandchildren have a beautiful golden retriever, and he has a penchant for eating their, you know, those little short socks that kids wear with sneakers and stuff.
3: Mm, Okay.
9: And so much so to the point that uh, my daughter had to take him to the vet a few weeks back because she noticed he wasn't feeling up to par and something wasn't right. And uh, they had to take x-rays. cost her a small fortune because they couldn't see completely. There was something like a shadow. And I guess uh-huh. they gave him some kind of stuff that you have to have, you know, to make things pass, like when you have a colonoscopy. Some barium, uh, yeah. And then the next day they said uh, it looked like, you know, it had moved. But uh, the following week she said he ate three more. And then, uh, oh, no. passed at least one or two out in the yeah, this is almost like a weekly occurrence okay. and and he's beautiful, and he gets fed, she uses good, not cheap dog food. you know what I mean, and they mm-hmm. walk him and everything, but I don't what makes him do that?
3: You know what? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make a little light of it because it's a retriever thing. <laughs> um retrievers, the number one breed, whether they be golden retrievers or labrador retrievers, um, if I have to do a surgery to remove something out of a dog's stomach or intestine, it's usually a retriever. Um whether it comes from their retrieving background or just that they have just a impish quality about them, um, they are just very prone to this and but it's dairy, um
9: scary, you know, especially when, you know, she knows him pretty well as far as, you know, his how he feels, and he's usually, you know, pretty jolly soul, mm-hmm. and he's, he's great, he's beautiful dog, but well, even, I'm like saying, paper napkins the same way, if there's a napkin on the table, when they're clearing, if they don't get that cut, he's there and he gets it, down
3: it goes, mm-hmm.
9: it's not a question of, you know, that he, he's not well-fed or anything.
3: I yeah. Really well, and it really becomes something of um a fun game for these dogs. And you know, they obviously if they understood that, you know, it was going to be a detriment to their health, we'd hope they wouldn't do it. But uh but uh, we would think that maybe they wouldn't do it. But unfortunately the, the the root of this problem here is the fact of access to some of these items. Um the number one thing that can be done to prevent this is to put clothing away, put it in hampers or put it out of the reach of the animals because that is the one thing if we can prevent him from getting into these socks. That is what we're doing as a responsible pet owner. Now, there are going to still be some of those issues, and if he's trying to grab things off of tables, um, we need to go back to the square one with obedience on this fella, and we need to teach him that it's not appropriate to be in the kitchen um, while we're eating, or uh, we need to sit and stay until we're called to enter the room. And I'm a tough mom, so I, I would almost have to say I would almost do like an, one of those nanny approaches from England. What are their names, the, no, the English nannies one. where they come to yeah. your... But but I would say in, in my house, I don't allow my dogs to sit by the table if I'm eating. And I think we need to go back to teaching some, some basic manners around at least the food and the table there. And then with the access to all these edible items, um, gosh, it really is a matter of keeping them either... Uh, dog gates up keeping doors shut keeping laundry out of the access of them um, and my own sister her dog used to eat her silk underwear and um, fortunately never had any serious problems she would pass them intact it's unbelievable what dogs can eat nice. um, so it's really a matter of we've got to stop the access the opportunity mm-hmm. the other thing I would really prescribe for this little dog is a lot of exercise. I would get this dog out, making sure we're doing maybe a 30-minute, an hour-long walk a day, getting to play ball maybe with the grandchildren, um, any kind of activities, doggy daycare, frisbee, because the more exercise, the more tired we are, and the less the likeliness that we're going to have some of these little naughty, destructive behaviors around the house. It might not mean they won't happen, but it would be less likely. So I, I'd give all that a try, Ada.
9: Right. I know he doesn't, uh, they don't allow him, you know, when they're eating or anything, and he doesn't try to get things off the plate. It's when okay. everybody's finished, the dishes are off, and somebody forgot to take their paper napkin off <laughs> the kitchen table. Oh,
3: and, and okay.
9: So he doesn't go after the food or anything. He, he doesn't do okay. that. He's not that. But it's it's kind of scary, you know what I mean? And she said, oh, my Lord, if he doesn't pass that, you know.
3: Absolutely. Then you're talking a, an exploratory surgery. So yeah, and and it really does have to be looked at the sense of that it's a health threat. It's no different than a dog that roams and it could get hit by a car. A dog that eats uh, socks or clothing items. It is really a health health risk. So I'm glad your baby got through that. And uh, you know, for others listening, um, you know, take heed and let's uh, let's look out for our pets and make sure we're keeping them in a safe environment and trying to anticipate those naughty behaviors.
1: Yeah. You know what? Someone just Sent us a website that we need to check out. It's called WhatMyDogAte.com. So, this apparently is not a uh, an isolated thing. Of course, we have pictures at animalradio.com of some uh, very interesting things Dr. Jim Humphreys has removed from animals. And uh, you mm-hmm. want to check that out at animalradio.com. If you want to talk to Dr. Debbie right now, 1 866 405 8405.
7: This is Animal Radio
16: Network.
19: Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there's no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry... We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at one 551 7788
1: If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's one 551 7788 Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet
0: celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis wow jim carrey Oprah
1: Winfrey, Jay Leno, and Robert Plant. Are they coming up on Random Radio? No, they're just names. I <laughs> celebrities. I like to throw
3: now. out every once in Come a while. Come on now,
1: That's show. your attention, didn't it? Yeah. The whole Dream Team is here, and that, of course, includes Dr. Debbie. She can answer your medical questions. Try getting Jim Carrey to answer your medical questions. It just won't happen. I'll tell you <laughs> the point. <right laughs> it now.
3: might be entertaining, though.
1: <laughs> also, for your behavioral questions, Vladimir, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, and, uh, of course the whole team with Bobby. News, uh, just a few minutes, and uh, I believe we have Jay on the phone. Hey, Jay.
22: Hey, How's it going? Pretty good. Where are you? I am in Memphis, Tennessee, working today, doing the little NBA game tonight.
21: Oh, ah, ah, okay. Well, you're in with bad. Dr. Debbie.
22: Well, I'm a volunteer foster. I've been fostering uh, homeless dogs for about three years now, and recently picked up a stray in the neighborhood that, actually out in the woods behind the neighborhood, who, um, I... Typically what I do with my fosters is I send them off to an obedience boot camp, and my trainer said that when uh, he had her out there, her name's Haley, and she's a lab, I think she's a pointer lab mix, Um, and he said she would be very suited to agility training, and what I was wondering was, are there agility trainers who are looking for dogs to acquire for themselves because I don't really want to, I don't really have the time or the resources to train her myself, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted to pass her on to maybe an agility trainer who would give her a shot. Um, and then if it didn't work out, maybe she'd come back to me and, you know, I'd find her at home. But, um, but ideally I'd love to see her go to an agility trainer who wanted to take her on and I want, I just, mm-hmm. but I do not have any connections with agility trainers. Do you know anything okay. about that?
3: Well, in general, the way that agility training works, and just I'll tout some of the benefits of it, um, some dogs are certainly more suited for it if they've got the the drive and that potential to perform. Um, But it's great because it doesn't decrease anxiety. It builds confidence for the individual dog, great source of exercise, and a tired dog is a less destructive dog and a happier dog. So I'm a firm believer in agility or other types of dog sports. I think that's all awesome. Um, Now, the way, at least in my area, that agility training generally works is it's really um, a pet owner and a pet that comes into an agility class. There um, may be an instructor or a leader of the group, but they really strive upon having the individual pet owner be the one that does most of the handling. Um, so not to mean that that might not be the situation in your area, but it, it tends to be the way it works where um, there's you know so much going on with all these different animals um, that we need to make sure that there's you know, someone to account for those dogs. Now, the other thing okay. would be to find an individual, you know, in an adoptive situation who has that interest because it's a great right. way to meet people that love, uh, you know, other dog activities. Right. So um, that might be an option. And okay. um, Haley, is Haley good around other dogs?
22: She's not great. Um, That's what we're working on right now, but she's not great. She's got some issues. We think she might have had puppies um, while she was out homeless, and we don't know what happened to those. So we think she Mm -hmm. might have had some bad experiences and and is very protective around other dogs not trusting. Mm -hmm. So we're working on her social skills, but uh, the agility training is just there's more than I can do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It it is a bit of a time commitment. Um, but um it's it's very rewarding. And the only caution I would have is if she is a little bit um iffy around other dogs, would do you need to make sure that dogs that participate in that kind of sport are um you know, social, that they're not distracted by the other barking or other noises of the other animals. So okay.
22: you know, I definitely need if, to get if that does not stuff had has yes. confidence issues right now. So that's what we're working on then. So I guess the agility training would be a great thing for that. I really encourage everybody out there to think about fostering because we really need fosters. We've got way too many homeless dogs just here in Tennessee and in the, mm-hmm. in the South in general. So anybody out there is interested in fostering, please do it. You're doing good work. Absolutely. Hey, thanks very much. Appreciate that.
3: All right. Thank you for the call. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1 866 405 8405.
7: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
17: Hi, this is Bob Barker on
7: Animal Radio,
17: reminding you to help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered
0: celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis
1: i supposed to talk about this on the air yeah why do you think i handed it okay just want to make sure (laughs) vlade the world famous russian dog wizard is here with us and who are you uh burt hey Bert. how you doing all right where are you calling from today
23: Luxora,
1: Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay, you're on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard.
10: Yes. Hello. What is your name again, please? Burke Tuttle. Burke. Burke, are you from Arkansas?
7: No, I'm from
10: Texas. Ah, you're from Texas. I thought you were from where Bill Clinton is from... (laughs) It's a Russian hero. Okay.
1: <laughs> is, is Bill Clinton a Russian hero? Yeah, Russian,
10: yeah they're just waiting. Something he going to do with Russia, because Ooh. they're waiting for that. They already just supply the vodka uh. and everything, and uh. um, Russian girls and everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute.
10: <laughs> okay, go ahead. How can I help you? I've got a Cocker Spaniel puppy. How old?
23: Uh about six months
10: okay I'm not the breediest or racist whatever it is but I gotta tell you a lot of aggressive problems we see with caca spaniel in my practice so I'm glad you called so hopefully we're gonna prevent it and not allow it happen and hopefully that's not the reason why you call me
23: now when we got her from the vet he thought she had been abused before he got her
10: why and you think so why she think so
23: I don't know it's just what he told us Okay, but uh... When we got her, she didn't bark at us or our grandson or anything, but now she barks at anybody that comes in the house. If we take her any place, anybody tries to talk to her or anything, she just barks and barks and barks.
10: Okay, let me share with you and everybody who is listening to us right now very powerful message. Behavior problem in dogs. This is the number one reason why we put, uh, why we are basically reading out of the pets or sometimes unfortunately even putting them down. And aggression is number one reason for that. And the people getting to the aggressive behavior step by step. And step number one, the dogs start to bark. When they start to bark, they telling us. So they're in charge. They are police officer on duty or security officer in charge, and this is the starting point. Bark is already bite, but hasn't been connected yet. So we should take it very seriously. At six months, your, dog, uh, your puppy, kind of uh, like old teenager, is showing territorial and dominance behavior. I respect what your vet said. He's right. But in this particular situation... It has nothing to do to him being abused or something like that. So, let's be classified. Your dog is barking when somebody knocks the door. I'm pretty sure it is. Number two, your dog is barking when he sees something is moving in the backyard and he sees and start to run back and forth and moving back and forth. Your dog is barking when you're taking him for a walk and he's seeing other dogs. Tell me if I'm wrong.
23: No, it's, it's just people. She doesn't bark at the dogs or anything. But uh, If she sees
10: something, if she see another dog uh, through the window, will she bark? No. Just the humans?
23: Yeah, when anybody comes in the house, mm-hmm. or like we take her any place with us, Okay. as long as uh, nobody tries to talk to her or mm-hmm. get close to her, she's fine. But as soon as somebody tries to talk to her mm-hmm. or tries to pet her, she starts barking.
10: Okay, so take it very seriously. What I would like you to do first. I would like, do you have some crate in your home? Uh Huh? Do you have a crate? No. No, get the crate, little one, no plastic, just a metal, complete, so would be open crate. Put her please in the crate and ask your neighbors and friends, every five minutes, I want someone come to your home. And that someone needs to bring like great treats. I would like I would love to use in this situation piece of the Polish kalbasa. Yes. You're not the Polish, yeah? Yeah. You do Polish?
23: Yeah, I like Polish Kalbasa. But
10: you're not the Polish man? No. Okay. Because Polish man think he knows everything. So hopefully you're not you, you don't no. fall in that category. Okay. So you, you take the Polish Kalbasa or you can have at the worst case scenario American hot dogs. <laughs> you expect Russians say something good about Americans. You'll never, you're never going <laughs> to. Okay. Have hot have dog, cut it, and fry it with butter. No, I'm serious. With the butter and garlic powder. Okay? Uh-huh. And after that, we're going to use the double conditioning by Russian academic Pavlov. We're going to put that kalbasa prepared special, special, in a special, special way into the cellophane bag. You can use like a cellophane bag from cookie or in other, any cellophane bag, so like a yeah. ziploc bag, right? Yeah, but okay. ziploc doesn't make too much noise, so okay. we can something more noisy. Okay. okay? So we're gonna put the calabasa in, and every person who comes in needs to carry it with him, approaching to the crate sideways. See, the dogs approaching to each other sideways, never frontwise. Oh, really? Yeah, frontwise is very threatening. So you need to approach mm-hmm. sideways, no eye contact, momentarily kneel down kneel down, and preferably allow that dog sniff your butt.
5: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
10: Yes, sniff your butt. It's very important because when the dogs sniff each other's butt, it's kind of a calming signal for them because they can get all information they need without any intimidation from another species. So, kneel down, allow them to sniff you, and after, give them sidewise uh... Kelbasa, which comes from that bag but before you give the kalbasa, what you do? Know? you gotta make the noise yes you know you know Ju- Judy ah, you know, make you the noise at the bag exactly right. you know you give your, you, you give your uh, cat sometimes treats thank you thank you that's conditioning oh they know problem. the sound of exactly that bag, yes. you open you open the drawer you know the cats know the cat food is coming yes. so if you will associate see the thing is if the stranger approaching to the crate it takes the time the dog can bark but if the stranger approaching can make that noise you know the dog see that good things is coming ah. They are already anticipating. Now uh-huh. at any time your dog bark in the crate, you should punish it for his behavior. Maminella reach over the crate, smack the crate, not the door, make the noise, ah boom! The dog looks at you and Good boy or good girl, whatever it is. And so you're the bad cop. The people are the good cops. Organize the party in your home, maybe pizza party, call you, your neighbors, friends. Once, <laughs> <laughs> put the vodka, whatever you want. <laughs> put, bring five, seven people in the evening. It calls contra conditioning to make your dog to love what he hates. Okay? Okay. He, he, Russian academic Pavlov made the dog salvate. When somebody comes and push the doorbell, you make your dog go nuts. When somebody comes and push the doorbell, it's so easy to recondition. Just do vice versa, and do and do the, do this counter conditioning with floating. It means use uh, uh, five, ten people very quickly, one after another. That's all together will work. Okay. Wow. Okay.
23: Yeah, we'll give it a try. <laughs>
10: nothing, nothing to try it. You have to do it. It works. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you, you for calling us. Uh, thank you.
1: There you go. Vlade performs another miracle. one
7: 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
5: Dogs or cats, horse or emu. People too. A Sacramento couple said they were shocked and confused when their dog received a bill from Verizon online. Steve Finelli and Sean Donovan said their lasso-opso named Andy Finelli received a notice in the mail from a collections agency about a bill totaling $142.34. Verizon said the bill was meant for a man named Andy Finelli who lives on the other side of the country. Owner Donovan said just because there's an Andy Finelli back east doesn't mean you send a letter to Andy Finelli in California. There has to be something else to connect it. AFNI Collections Agency said the confusion may have resulted from the fact that Andy Finelli, the dog, has his own American Express card, which Donovan obtained when it was offered to family members. Donovan said she often takes her girlfriends out to lunch on Andy, the dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
2: Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit RedCross.org or PetCentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross.
6: When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com.
13: Listen to the news. Two
18: dogs rescued from a locked car.
13: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs. DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect
22: our pets. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. This
1: is Animal Radio. You hear the dogs in the background?
3: Yeah. <laughs> They're carrying on here. Oh, boy.
1: We're celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 The whole gang is here. We have the animal communicator. We have the doctor. We have the dog behaviorist. We have the news coming up in just a few minutes. We're still waiting on results to find out about the very talented studio dog who's asleep now. Be very, very quiet. Ladybug the Stunt Chihuahua. We're probably going to have to change her name to the Wonder Dog. Ladybug the... Stunt wonder dog, as we're wondering what she is still. Uh, We started the DNA test in September. Still don't have any results, but we're expecting some any day soon. Uh, We've got a brand new company. Let me give them a plug. It's Biopet Vet Lab. They're in. They've given us a bunch of these tests to give away to you. And you can find out how you can pick up yours free of charge at uh, animalradio.com. I almost forgot the website there just for a second. (laughs) Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news?
6: We are going to talk about the wife of oil tycoon T. Boone Pickens. She's trying to save some wild horses from the BLM. Details coming up in the news. one 405 Let's go to the phones. I believe we have
1: Joe. Hey, Joe.
16: Hey, how you doing? Very good.
1: How are you doing?
16: Not too bad today.
1: Good. Well, Um, I have Dr. Debbie. She's right here standing next to me. I'm right here pushing the mic away from (laughs) Hal. What can I do for you today?
16: Well, first, I want to thank you for uh, taking my call on this. I have, uh, he's about a three and a half year old red nosed pit bull. And. He's had a few problems, but his biggest problem is he gets this rash down by his testicles in his penis area. Okay. On the bottom, it looks, it's, it gets really puffy and looks almost like a ringworm. And as it goes up the chest, it gets crusty. I've tried the bag bombs. It takes the crust down,
14: mm-hmm. but I
16: can't get rid of the rest of it. And he keeps itching. And when it only happens when it's warm and when he gets it, he has a milky mucusy fluid coming out of his
23: uh, boy parts
16: yes
3: okay I gotcha alrighty and so he's pretty itchy scratchy when he's got these outbreaks then huh
16: correct but it only happens when it's warm
3: okay and um, at other times does he ever have any kind of itching scratching problems or is it only when it's warm and he has these active outbreaks
16: only when it's warm and these active outbreaks I've taken them to a vet. they just said it's allergies and I just have to deal with it
3: Ugh, that's a horrible answer, I don't like that.
16: <laughs> well, the- look.
3: Okay, the one thing that um, I would kind of agree with allergies potentially, because we're talking pit bulls, and pit bulls um, sometimes do have some special skin sensitivities. And allergies is a big category, so we can be dealing with things environmentally that are contact allergies, things that they eat, as in food allergies, um, or um, inhaling allergies, just things that are blooming down the street 10 miles away. Um, so all of those kind of things, it kind of is a huge, enormous category that can cause skin irritation and anger. So there may be some steps we need to do to look into that. But when you're actually dealing with these outbreaks, my suspicion is from what you're describing, I would call that a staph infection, basically like a bacterial infection. And some of the characteristics of it, it kind of looks like almost like ringworm, but on the underside of the body where there's crusts and there's redness. And sometimes even the individual areas will be kind of oozy. Um, so if we're actively dealing with that problem, you definitely need to have them taken to the vet so that we can take a sample of that and look at it and see if it is, in fact, bacteria. Because if so, then I'm going to put you on a good antibiotic, and we may do that for more than just the regular 10 days to 2 weeks. We may do it for 4 weeks or even longer. Because um, a pet with allergies has a, a special unique problem in fighting some of these infections. The other thing I would do is I would get a good antibiotic, or I'm sorry, an uh, Antiseptic shampoo shampoo, um, and we use that regularly for him at home. Um, medicated baths have a great benefit for dogs that have allergies or bacterial infections because it kills the bacteria that's on the surface of the skin, and that helps decrease the possibility that we're going to have more problems with that. Um, it's a great thing. You've got to do it frequently. You may have to do it a couple times a week, but that is something that you can do to help speed your own dog's recovery from um, something like a staph infection. Um, but it is so important to get on a um, appropriate antibiotic and uh, make sure we follow that through until things are um, kind of all all finished up and we're healed up there.
16: Okay, kids. Yes, I have two of them. I have a female American, and she has no problems. That's mm-hmm. why I was wondering. But I
3: have this shampoo,
16: it's called Vets, it's from Vet Solutions, Aloe and Oatmeal Shampoo. Mm-hmm. I've been you
3: know, using that. And, and not that that's a bad shampoo, that's a good general, a broad spectrum kind of shampoo. Um, I would want to make sure that we're on something that's got maybe an ingredient called chlorhexidine. Um, which is okay. a type of an antiseptic um, that we use actually for surgical scrubbing. the When we want to decrease the bacteria in our hands when we go into surgery. So it's the same kind of ingredient that we apply to the pet skin, and that helps to kill the bacteria. So the regular product you got probably ain't going to do the job right. So, um, yeah, I, I'd get the right thing there.
17: Okay.
16: And yes, see like if said, we I've can get. trying everything that I could possibly try. And when they told me I have to deal with it, and since so I got my axon back on, I've been listening to you. And you know, all-you-back I and mean, i figured it was the best thing for me to do in my pet best interest is going be in second opinion.
3: absolutely and i have to agree that you know sometimes you know if the answer doesn't sound right and it doesn't feel comfortable get a second opinion i have no problem either on the giving or the receiving end of a second opinion and your veterinary professional should feel the same way so i commend you for being your pet's advocate in uh, their health that's awesome very good to take your call here joe this is dr debbie at animal radio it's animal radio one eight six six four zero five
1: eight four zero five. 405 8405 the big question on the phones today do you still have any of those dna breed identification tests well hell yes we do Can
2: I say that? No. I'm sorry. Heck yes. I'm
6: surprised you haven't given them all to the Jerry Springer Show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, these aren't for humans, even though I'm sure some people have tried. I mean, you yeah, have yeah, some weird results from wrong. Jerry Springer. <laughs> Come
6: on, every one of his shows is is it's, it's the Who's the Daddy Hour. It is, and that's and exactly... And these women that... It, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. That's what we've
1: been doing here for a long time, still trying to figure out since, uh, what, who's October? Yeah. November? November of last September.
6: year? September. <laughs> September
1: of last year, what this dog still is. Still
6: don't have my Monopoly money. Yeah. yeah, and
1: I'll tell you, I'm a little embarrassed, frankly, being uh, you know the number one radio pet radio show in the country and not knowing what kind of dog this is. It, Hopefully, we'll put an end to it with the DNA breed identification test. We're still waiting for, waiting for results. We did it a couple of weeks ago. We should have results. Any day now. Any day now. Mm-hmm. And we're giving these away. If you don't get through today on the phones, you can uh, head on over to our website at animalradio.com. We have a whole bunch that we're giving away uh, to a few lucky listeners right there. In fact, uh, we have TJ. Is TJ. Did we finally get him on the phone? Hi, hey, TJ. Yeah. We lost you there for a second, buddy.
16: I thought it was me. I'm on a cell phone, so I thought it was my phone.
2: No, I have to admit, it was oper- operator error. I pushed the wrong button. Oh, you didn't even yeah. need, need to tell me that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, okay, I cut, was- cut nah. that out. I
1: yeah. thought it was green. Sorry about that, TJ. <laughs> sorry, yep. Yeah. Hey, listen, TJ, I have one of these DNA breed identification tests for you from BioPet Vet Lab. Tell us why you need one. Uh,
11: well, I have a chocolate lab I th- and something. <laughs> and I, I got her for free, and uh, she's an awesome dog, a birding dog but she's she's not full chocolate lab, and the guy that I got her from said she was half Springer, but I don't think she's Springer.
1: Okay, so we'll get you one of these. You report back in a couple of weeks. Let us know what you find out. Of course, finding out what kind of breed your dog is is more than just knowing what breed it is, so you can tout it. You can find out what kind of diseases they may be predisposed to and what kind of preventative care you may need for that particular breed. Hold on for one 405
7: 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
12: Orthotics gives pets a step up to normal lives. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. Just like us, our pets, especially our dogs, can suffer from joint injuries and ligament tears, From broken legs to birth defects, veterinary orthopedic medicine is big business. But some pet owners have difficulty finding the money for surgery, which can be expensive. And sadly, some pets are left in such pain that owners consider euthanasia. Even breed rescue groups frequently find themselves at a loss to cover the cost of a needed surgery prior to placing a pet in a foster home. Even after surgery is completed, post-operative complications can occur and the rehabilitation is costly. For some dogs, this enforced rest period is difficult and probably impossible, can be very boring for sure. It could be that some difficulty of keeping normal active dog quiet actually sets up post-operative complications. I've seen that happen many times. But the good news is that innovative products based on technologies from human medicine will help to ease the recovery period and quite possibly prevent the loss of the pet's life. Orthotics is the science of using braces and other devices to help support and supplement limbs and joints. After seeing his cousin's dog suffer from a stroke, and lose one of his legs, Martin Kaufman created OrthoPets, a company devoted to the expertise of helping pets recover from orthopedic surgery, traumatic injury, or congenital deformities. Using more than a decade of knowledge in human orthotics, Kaufman finds ways to bring life and joy back into these pets and their owners. He was able to design a brace that's added years to the life of his cousin's dog. Kaufman's company is now helping thousands of animals across the world and he continues to advance his work by teaching courses at Colorado State University. He explains that even with surgery, many pets still need help during their recovery. An option that veterinary surgeons agree with, by the way, handcrafting braces from molds sent by the veterinarian and the owner to Kaufman's lab. Martin states that he's helped pets with cruciate ligaments, injuries, arthritic joints, and others that just need long-term support for injured limbs. He strictly cautions owners that this is not a cure-all for orthopedic problems. In fact, a veterinarian must be part of the team working to relieve the stress and discomfort of these pets. Many of the amazing devices that Orthopets has created can be found at their website, orthopets.com. Within the photo gallery, you can see for yourself the amazing creations and just how they've helped a variety of animals. The best thing in all of this is that there are options available not only for helping your pet recover from surgery, but also for pets that might otherwise be euthanized. Working together, veterinary surgeons and companies like Orthopets and the owner can now enhance and save the lives of many pets. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio.
7: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
18: This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm
6: Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The wife of oil tycoon T. Boone Pickens is ready to start saving wild horses through the creation of a sanctuary, but the change of power in Washington, D.C. is delaying the plan. Madeline Pickens wants to save the wild horses from being slaughtered by the Bureau of Land Management, but since there's no director, everything's on hold, according to the AP story. There's an estimated 33,000 wild horses currently roaming the western United States. The BLM says 27,000 would be easier to manage. After suffering a severe head injury, a Maryland man was told by his doctors he'd never fully regain the ability to speak. Brian Wilson's pet parrots kept talking to him once he got home and kept talking to him. Then all of a sudden, according to Wilson, quote, a word popped out, then two, then more. To his show, his appreciation, Wilson has formed a bird rescue organization in his home. He rescues birds in needs of homes through the Wilson Parrot Foundation, explaining, quote, they helped me to talk again, so now I take care of them. Now, is quote.
1: this the uh, the Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys?
6: No, 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 no. Okay. Although there are similarities there. There no, are. This yep. guy lives in Maryland, and he's much younger, and you know, I don't mean that as a I'm slam. Just check it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But it's a good thing to ask, because come on. We're in the music industry. That's our background. When we hear Brian Wilson, we think of the Beach Boys. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, yeah. Most pet owners never want to have their hamster anywhere near a vacuum cleaner. It's just an emergency vet visit waiting to happen. But some techies at a company called iRobot have come up with a wireless robotic vacuum cleaner that runs on hamster power. <laughs> the technology company designed a prototype containing sensors that follows the hamster's movements as it runs in that little spinning ball. The vacuum (laughs) then follows the direction and speed without sucking up the little hamster. That's according to the story in the Network World magazine. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at animalradio.com.
18: This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading.
19: Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments call debt settlement usa at
1: 1-888-551-7788 if you're having trouble with credit card debt call right now call 1-888-551-7788 that's 888-551-7788
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: And the whole fam family is here. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Not your medical questions, actually your animals' medical questions. I have to straighten that, clarify that. Please. Had a little trouble last week with that. Someone called in about their goiter.
6: That's not good. <laughs>
2: Whoops. Okay, Hal. come on. Let's pull it together now.
6: (laughs) Nobody wants one and no one wants to talk about it. Is Joy there? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here she is. Please help. (laughs) <laughs> good Lord. Uh, there's no help for you, Hal You Sorry. guys are having too much fun Yeah. Hi, Joy <laughs> Hello, Hal uh,
1: Animal George communicator D-way extraordinaire, D-way Joy Turner is joining us And we have on the phone We have a mic Hey, Mike, how you doing?
17: I'm doing okay, I guess I wish I was where you guys are You sound like you're having a pretty good party
2: Uh Every day's a party
17: here.
1: So what's Uh going on with your pet? You know, we have Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire on the phone here.
17: Oh, hi, Joy.
24: Hi, Mike. Can you tell me who you'd like to talk to, please?
17: Well, the pet I've got the question about is my bird. Okay. I've got a uh, severe miniature macaw I've had for 13, 14 years now. Did you say severe? Yes.
1: That sounds like a condition.
17: Uh, It's a good condition. He, He actually has wings. Okay, okay. Uh, My question is, and he's been like this pretty much since I brought him home as a baby, any time the grass is mowed, you know, the long service comes around, whether it's my house or somebody else's close, uh, lawnmower, weed whackers, the bird screams just, you know, crazy. Won't stop until they're done.
24: Okay, and tell me your bird's name.
17: Bird name is Springer. Springer? Mm Mm-hmm.
24: Okay, and Springer's a boy. Believe so. Okay, well, he believes he's a boy, and he actually uses some swear words that I'm not going to say, so I'm going to kind of <laughs> clean it up a little bit.
2: Uh, could
17: he have picked those up at home? <laughs> no, he doesn't swear. You
22: hear it?
24: No. Well, he's swearing in my head. He said, "If you could hear those blankety blank things the way he does, you would scream too." Okay they're really a troublesome frequency for his hearing. hmm And it says that, He said if it were you, it would make it, you feel like your teeth wanted to stand on end. I don't quite understand that analogy, but he doesn't like the frequency of the sound. The noise, okay. Of the noise of them, yes.
17: Well, we always wondered.
24: He said, well, that's it. They are just really terrible. They... He doesn't have enough bad things he can say about that sound. (laughs) So what he's trying to do, he said, is, first of all, when he's making noise, it kind of sort of drowns out the other sound. But more importantly, he's trying to communicate to them, it will be like us yelling, shut up, shut up.
17: (laughs) All right.
24: And he says he's actually, you know, now that you understand, he's actually expecting you to go out and tell them to turn those machines off because your bird doesn't like them.
17: Okay, I can do that. (laughs)
2: The neighbors would love that.
17: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Well, hold on there a second, Mike, because we actually have a lot of bird stuff in our prize closet that we've been trying to unload. We don't have a lot of bird listeners that call in, but I bet Springer would love the bird toys and we have bird food and we'll load you down with bird stuff. Oh, that sounds awesome. Okay, hold on there for one second. Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire. Catch her at joyturner.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. On the way, Bobby Hill with the news. She has news about what was going to be California's Fido Fine, a 10% increase on vet fees, a tax for vet care. And it has... Been defeated. All oh, the details good. on the way. Uh, Thank just, Well, you know, vet care is expensive enough as it is. We don't need taxes on top of it. We need to be able to take care of our animals. Yeah, and that's the no, that's most important tax
2: thing. Tax the cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You ready to go to the phones, Doc?
3: <laughs> I sure am. Let's go to the phones. I think we have uh, Joyce here. Hi, Joyce. Well,
25: hello, Doctor. How are you?
3: I am doing really wonderful today. How are you? Oh,
25: we're fine. A little cold and snowy here in Iowa.
3: Oh, Iowa! yeah, yeah, I'll take my sunshine any day here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have going on with you?
25: Uh, we have a Jack Russell Chihuahua mix that we got in October. Someone put the dog in my sister's yard at uh, eleven o'clock at night. We thought that she had been spayed because uh there was a you know a mark on her tummy that looked like that she had had surgery, but okay. uh. Evidently she wasn't, so she may have had puppies at some time. But we did have her spayed four weeks ago. And now she has a little stuffed toy, which is a fire hydrant, and she thinks the toy is her baby. Okay. She licks it, cleans it, she picks it up and cries and whines. Is this something that's serious or no?
3: No, not at all. And and she's actually going through what we descriptively call false pregnancy. Uh Uh-huh. And even though all of her reproductive parts are gone, in many dogs, they'll go through this kind of cycle of hormones afterwards. And sometimes it is more of the dogs that were pregnant or may have been used for breeding. So we do see that a little bit more with them. But basically, those hormones are still telling her body that she's pregnant. Oh. And all of those uh, bodily uh, changes will still happen as if she was pregnant. And some dogs will actually look like they're gaining weight. They will even produce milk. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. you might even see that if you look there and she looks a little bit engorged down by the mammary area. Mm -hmm. Um, That is commonly seen in a false pregnancy. Um, And then definitely the behavioral things, where you see her carrying a baby around um, and, uh, you know, nursing the baby, cleaning the baby, whatever it might be, whether it's a fire hydrant or if it's, uh, heaven forbid, a dog. (laughs) (laughs) But um, all of those type of behaviors are all very normal. With a false pregnancy, the interesting thing is that these signs will last as long as a regular pregnancy does. So if she was just spayed, what, four or five weeks ago, you still have maybe another couple weeks of this kind of behavior going on. So Nothing you really need to do other than give her that little time with her little uh, fire hydrant baby and uh, just make sure she 's comfortable watch for behavioral things some Some females might get a little bit um, you know aggressive um, as if they would if they were truly pregnant and guarding their babies, so give her a little bit of extra space, lots of love, and uh, just know that she 'll get through this year eventually. Uh,
25: we uh, go to the dog park and she took the the uh, toy with her one day because she wouldn't leave it at home and she mm-hmm. buried it in a hollow tree over there and oh, well, she, gosh. she did not want me to get her out of the tree so I could get the toy and we finally yeah. did manage that and uh, of course it had to be washed and she didn't like it because I washed the toy
3: Yep, yeah. And and that definitely you you're seeing some of those kind of protective mothering instincts that dogs can have. So the trick is to not get into that situation while she's still going through these hormone fluctuations. Um so the, the kind of in rewind mode I would probably say let's work on a way to not have that toy go with her to certain situations where she's around other people or dogs where she might become, you know, a little bit possessive about that. So try to Treat, uh, give her a treat, give her food in exchange for that little baby, so that in those situations you don't put yourself or anyone else at risk. And, and like I said, just give her a little extra love, a little extra space, and and she'll get through there. So keep up the work there, Joyce. And uh, this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five
18: ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Okay,
12: time to check out that website i heard about www.safeguardfordogs.com there it is hi i'm dawn the virtual host is a nice touch it looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them hmm here's a savings coupon for safeguard k K90 dewormers and even an online reminder service better bookmark this one www.safeguardfordogs.com
10: Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Janaflora
1: for pets a safe
10: and effective probiotic formula for your furry
1: four-legged family member jenniflora for pets Helps control yeast and candida, strengthen the immune system, improve digestion, regulate bowel movements. Give your pet the gift of good health. Geniflora for pets. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-498-6640. That's 1-800-498-6640 for Geniflora. Yeah,
7: this is Leslie Nielsen on Animal Radio and love your pet.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Quick
6: story. I know you're rolling, so make it quick. (laughs) My sick and twisted radio friends, Dave Shelley and Chainsaw, do this bit called Lash Wednesday, where listeners call in and actually confess stupid things they've done on the air so everyone can hear what they did. (laughs) My favorite winner were these two girls who, they have a very best friend who sadly married a dork. And it, it all happens to us. We have really good girlfriends happen, and they just, yeah. why? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of put a little bit of crimp in the friendship. Well, the married girl and the dork had this wonderful parrot. They were going on vacation, so they let the other two girlfriends take care of it. So the other two girlfriends decided they were going to teach the parrot to say, Larry's a dork. <laughs> and they worked on it for about two weeks but they didn't nothing happened so they they thought they failed miserably and they returned the cute little parrot back to you know Larry the dork and his lovely wife and got a call soon after Uh from their girlfriend saying why is this parrot saying Larry is a dork (laughs) every time he walks in the room oh no (laughs) needless to say the friendship ended Uh but they did win the prize for last Wednesday so there is again the upside,
1: which, which I'm sure was a Dave Shelley and Chainsaw uh, T-shirt. Yeah,
6: the silver lining. I think it was a best of CD. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs>
6: and you can't wear that. No, uh, and that the girl was pissed. <laughs> but it's my favorite story.
21: Welcome back to another installment of Party Animal with me, your host, Vinny Penn. I'm to tell you, kind of a. A sad story. My daughter's in her second year of school. I had a young daughter named Stella. For those of you who have been following along, you know she comes up quite a bit in the. You were with us when we bought Stella her fish, Betty, not too long ago. Uh, when I walk Stella to school, there's a certain point where we have to cross the street because there is a dog. Uh, fenced in, that barks like a son of a gun when you're even a block away from me. He terrifies her, so we always have to cross the street. Still makes him bark, but we have crossing the street makes her feel safer. Now, I don't live far from the house I grew up in, and I know that this dog has been there for quite some time. I I, I don't know the family personally, uh, but they don't live far from the uh, the little convenience store in the area, so I've always been walking by this area. Well, recently we were going for a walk. Last couple of times, and she's been saying, you know, uh, let's cross the street, but we haven't been hearing the barking. Now, it it took uh, really two times, I think. She noticed the first time, but by the second time, she said, uh, you know, where is he? I was afraid of the answer. The answer is not as grim as you're expecting. This isn't a very special episode of the party animal. But nonetheless, I said, well, let's go back over there. And there, there he was. I don't know the dog's name. And he was there. Just not up to barking anymore, and I can tell my daughter at all of seven years; she's got her head wrapped around it. She's well, why isn't he barking? Uh, and she looked over at the dog, and it's like she wanted the bark. And I said, "You see, even barking can be missed." Vinny Penn, Party Animal,
7: Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
11: Hello, this is Dom Louise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets; they'll always love you back.
1: We join Animal Radio, already in progress. I don't pay her to be my friend. I mean, that's silly. I mean, she—it's
6: just she, like considerate tips.
1: Oh, oh hold on for <laughs> one second.
6: Hey, Vladdy, one eight six six four zero
1: five eight four zero five. 8405. is taking your calls. Uh, we. <laughs> She's got to fix the light in the studio. There used to be an on-air light in the studio. Apparently, the bulb.
10: <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Technical be difficulties.
1: Believe who do we have? We have Alyssa on the phone. Yes. How are you doing, Alyssa? <laughs> okay.
14: Just fine. If I can get my dogs to quit peeing in the house.
1: They're peeing in the oh, house. No. Oh no. Yes,
14: we adopted. Like that. I
1: got
10: rid of him. Yeah.
14: <laughs> <laughs> we adopted um, two dogs from the shelter. What breeds, um,
10: Melissa? What breeds?
14: One is a pit mix, the other is um, a Maltese toy poodle mix.
10: Okay, you have two months, okay.
14: And they just... Who, who's pink, Melissa?
10: Them out. Melissa, who is pink all over the house? Um, Maltese?
14: The, the Maltese is pink. But both of them
10: are pooping in the house, too. Boy, okay. <laughs> one being, both of them pooping. Okay, I know you going to... it's
14: not all the time.
10: Uh, when it happened?
14: Um, it, it, it had gotten better, but it's starting to get bad again. i okay, we now... taking them out four or five times a day.
10: Melissa, that's mm-hmm. gi- give me, please, one answer to your question. Uh, uh, give me a straight answer, first, please. Is it happening when you are away from your house? Sometimes. Some, and sometimes when you're home and you mm-hmm. okay, uh, okay, my last question, how old are they and how long it's going on?
14: The little one is probably two. The pit mix is about twenty two months.
10: Okay, Melissa, here is what you have to do. It's a very simple dilemma, and you can go to another people and listen to other stories, and uh, you will be dealing with that uh, for the rest of the pet's life. But if you trust me, we're going to fix it in two okay. weeks. So grab the pencil or pen, and everyone who is listening right now, please I'll ask everybody to grab the pencil or pen, because I'm going to share some wisdom. Uh, grab a
1: pencil dog and pen, wizard? because he's going to share some wisdom. Yeah, dog, dog wizard okay, wisdom,
10: yes. And, and I'm serious, that's, that's going to fix uh, this type of the problem quickly. Three things. Number one, you have to eliminate the smell. A uh, great product on the ma- on the market uh, by name, Simple Solution. Okay. And we are going to use Simple Solution very deliberately, basically spraying and soaking the items and just keeping probably soaking for 5-10 minutes sometimes it takes to eliminate the odor. And uh, it's an enzyme-based product, great product, probably one of the best on the market. And I don't care whatever you used before. I want to use simple solution, number one. Okay,
14: where can I get that?
10: Any pet store has it. Okay. Number two, I'm going to ask you for two weeks, Melissa, keep one of your eye on the dogs as the huck. You know what the huck means? What?
1: Well, like like a hawk, you know, he keeps his eye on uh, yes. One of your thank you for
10: translation. So one of your eyes is is on both dogs. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care what one of your eyes is doing, but second is on the dogs. Okay, (laughs) if you cannot keep your second eye on the dogs, dogs goes to the crate. Melissa, you promised me You gotta do it for two weeks Dogs are creature of habits You you cannot explain to your dogs Please don't pee and poop in my house You know You see, when Uh when the mom is raising their child She's cleaning first after them She's eating their poop She, she She don't allow them To pee and poop in the... Uh, in the den area they have that natural instinct don't pee and poop where they live the only thing is you need to show her they live everywhere in your home how to do that this is number three you need to you need to reintroduce your house as it's yours by marking your territory. In other words, you don't need to yourself go pee poop like marking your territory. I was
14: worried about that. No, you don't need to do that. You can That would be a little difficult.
10: It yeah, will, especially if you're female, not the male. Male can do it much easier. Yeah, I can see. mark my house in five minutes if I want to. Right now, my house here is so small, it's like a little bit bigger than two, than the dog's uh, You crate. could
1: actually mark your house sitting down, couldn't you, just from one
14: place? <laughs> <laughs> not in your... Not yeah. You might
17: need
10: a whole lot of water ahead of time. So, we have a fun here, too. Anyway, so what I wanted you to do, you can do it simply by putting color and leash on both dogs and walking with them around your house. Especially I want to put in the sit-stay and down-stay if you can, at least sit-stay, especially in the area where before they pee and poop. Just walk them around. And norm- uh. Normally it's happening in the bedrooms or something when basically you don't spend too much time with the pets. So instead of avoiding the problem, deal with the problem. Get them back to those areas. Play with them and do some training with them. That would be great Uh, great uh, point you make to them, that's your territory. And they have a natural instinct back up from the territory which belongs to the leader. And the last thing, uh, as we all know, we don't like to eat hamburger in the bathroom on the bathtub Uh (laughs) or on the toilet. But the same well, thing... Wait, wait, wait. Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> but the <laughs> dog... Most people. Yeah, most people. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Judy no. always <laughs> diplomat. She always likes to say <laughs> politically correct things. But but the dogs hate it. They don't like to pee and poop five, six feet away from where they're eating. So okay. in- so what you need to do, put four, five, six food around your home and if it's okay you know if they and try to feed them exactly in those area where before they pee and poop even if it's empty balls, still keep it there it will keep uh-huh. them away from that area and if and on top of everything one quick tip uh, get some type of the product maybe from hardware store which has um that's kind of citronella oil and if you have a right flooring not the carpet you you can do this. Basically, uh-huh. use a little bit of citronella oil, like, like a smell, and put it around the area where you would like your dog, you don't want your dogs to be around. That will keep them away. Everything together will work, not one thing at a time.
1: Okay. Thank that you. That sounds great. I appreciate it. We appreciate your call, yes?
10: Yes, and uh, Melissa, thank you so much for calling us. And as the gift, oh, I would like to send wow. you the great products, the great things for cleaning your dog's teeth or adding to the dog's water. So i, I
1: got to tell you, Alyssa, he brought this in today. It's in a nice package. I thought he was going to give it to me, but apparently he's going to give it to you. It's the Pet Oral Hygiene Solution as well as a toothbrush and a soothing pet gel. No more gel. doggy
10: breath. No more doggy breath. Pets, you know, cannot tell you if they are, have a toothache or something like that, so it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good, it's a wonderful to prevent it instead of dealing with the problem. So so we're going to put you on hold and get the phone number, your address uh, from okay. you. Thank you so much and uh, uh, tell everyone who you know, give us a call if you have a, or any one of your friends have a problem with the pets, here is the place to call. 1-866- okay, I
1: will. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Have a great week. Stay and
14: moody, always adopt, don't
9: declaw.
7: This is Animal our, our, our Radio
12: Network. <laughs>